0: Hello, welcome everybody to some ass. We are a little bit behind because I was in the another multiverse in, called Denver. But I am back now here to talk about movies. Uh, Steve, how are you?
1: I am much better than I was last week. Let's say that I had terrible strep throat. It was some of the worst pain, honestly, I've had in a very long time. It was horrible, but much better now. And I'm just ready to talk about some movies because we were supposed to do this last week. But with my sickness and your road trip, we didn't really have any time. So we're here now and we're here to talk about a bunch of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And why don't we start off with uh, the multiverse movie itself. Uh, we have uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. How are you feeling about it?
1: Uh, it is it is pretty high up there being one of my favorite movies of this year right now. Mm-hmm. Like Guardians is still the top in my opinion right now, but this movie was awesome. The great animation that we knew was going to come after seeing the first one. They did it even better than the first one in my opinion. They did so much cool stuff in here. I actually just learned something recently about like the punk spider guy that they actually like Hobie. tweaked. yeah, they tweaked some of his animation and stuff like some of his like guitar and stuff is like behind if you watch it really closely, I guess, because it's like his way of being punk too is his character is like all jittery and stuff too. So there's just so much Attention to detail in these movies, as well as just a great story and one that's obviously going to continue on and give us a whole trilogy of these movies, which I will never complain about. And yeah, I just had so much fun with this one.
0: Yeah, I love it. I think it's great and perfect and wonderful. It's the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy, as you said. And I'm going to say this about it: I have one gripe because everyone's talking about how perfect. This movie is the one thing that I would tweak is I would take Peter B. Parker out of this movie and I would have him be more like kind of like Captain Barbosa at the end of dead man's chest where it's just like he, the, the, he shows up at the very end and is like, ha, I need some help. Yeah, And I think that would have been better. Cause I feel like everything that his character did, I got from Gwen's character. So I felt like it was overkill and also the cute baby stuff that, yeah, I just, I don't know. It just felt like the fan servicey moment, you know?
1: Yeah, there's definitely, I can definitely agree with those points for sure. It definitely Mm. felt a bit long, too. Right, if you cut them out, that's
0: like 15 minutes, like 12, 10 minutes of the movie. And it's like two hours and 15. Like, this is for kids, you know what I mean?
1: But overall, a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it. And I would definitely, it's surprising because the first one I did see three times in theaters. And I haven't gone back to watch this one yet, even though I would. But there's just Mm -hmm. so much other stuff in the theaters, too, that I had to check out.
0: No, I agree. This, Guardians, Fast X, and now Flash are all movies that I plan on rewatching in theaters before they leave, which I'll have plenty of time. But uh, this this is actually my second favorite movie of the year behind Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, That one does have the benefit of feeling like it's one movie, even though it's like a, a part of a trilogy, it feels like one story, like open and shut. So that's something that Spider-Verse does not have the benefit of. I mean, yeah. it's been a long time. Do we want to talk about spoilers with uh, Spider-Verse here?
1: Oh, yeah, I think we can jump into it. It's been like two or three weeks now.
0: mm mm-hmm. Um, Donald Glover, that is an awesome little cameo. I'm so happy that that happened.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. There's so much really cool stuff in there. I mean, they even paid tribute to like their past with putting in a little Lego segment in there mm-hmm. with Chris Miller and Phil Lord. There's just... There's so much really fun stuff in here with all that different stuff as as well as like showing all the different spider man and stuff. But I didn't think it was like too much. Like it could have been a lot worse, in my opinion, especially from different movies we've seen about multiverse stuff. And it could have mm-hmm. gotten really out of hand. But I think they played it pretty well to the point where some of it may have been touching the line, but I don't think they went too far. And it's I'm still excited to see where they're going to go with the third one.
0: No, I I am as well, and I said this in my letterbox review, I said I think this is what everyone thought No Way Home was, like the celebration of the multiverse, whereas I, I feel like here we got to see, you know, your little Toby reference, your little Andrew reference, and all that jazz, and the little show, and it's all real cute, but like it had a purpose in the story, and it wasn't like like, we were spending the entire fucking, like, rest of the movie just focused on, like, the fan service element of the movie, like, uh, No Way Home was. This was like, hey, look, here's an example. Like, you have to, it has to be this way. And that's a great use of those fan servicey bits. And I just, I just really love this movie. It's fantastic. Do you like it more than the first one?
1: Um, I'll have to watch it again, to be sure, because I've watched that first one so often and mm-hmm. honestly still rewatched it like a couple weeks before the next one came out and Hmm. I just can't get enough of it so it'd be hard to say I don't think so at the moment but shout out to again Oscar Isaac a new addition to the cast he was fantastic as that Spider-Man and yeah honestly everyone in here was great I really really enjoyed myself
0: no I I I love this movie so 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 much I also am I'm gonna go with the first movie actually just because it does have that benefit of being just like one movie. I don't know. I just say it is like a it really is a nitpick saying they should take out the mentor character Jake Johnson. Like like this movie is flawless. The animation's absolutely beautiful. I love the focus on Gwen's story, especially in the opening of the movie. It's really funny. I think spot is a great new villain. I love the world of Spider-Man and the T-Rex Spider-Man. And we're gonna talk about 65 later, buddy. I, I oh. went through your letterbox before we yes. started recording. Uh, but yeah, five out of five from me. Across the Spider Verse is great for anybody. Please go see this movie.
1: Yeah, five out of five for me as well. Definitely go check it out and see it in a the theater if you can.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you see the ending coming? Like I felt like the last thirty minutes, I was like, it could end at any second, you
1: know. Oh yeah, for sure. And when it ended, I did not expect it to end that moment, but kind of happy it did.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, one thing I noticed, which I thought was funny, because I was a little late compared to my audience realizing it, but when I he got to his like universe, he what he thought was his universe, and he's wearing that jacket. It's like purple and like green, and I'm like, who wears purple and green? The Green Goblin. This is an evil type situation, yeah. and I totally forgot that that's the same colors that the Prowler uses, as mm-hmm. well. And then I saw a TikTok. There was like when Spider-Man, like Miles Morales first used his like Spider-Sense with like the Chris Pine Spider-Man before his Spider-Sense turns like blue and red before he meets Spider-Man. It's initially green and purple. And I just love how like it feels like all of this was supposed to happen. Like it was intended. Like there's a real thought and care and dedication into this story. And yeah, like you said, I cannot wait until I see the final act.
1: Yeah, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, that writing duo, it seems like they definitely had their ideas mapped out before they probably even started writing the first movie. So all these different connections that they have in here, just so damn cool. And yeah, can't wait to see where they're going to take that third one.
0: Mm -hmm. I did have to think about it before I put this movie ahead of Fast X. I, I really love Fast X.
1: Fast X is just so much fun. That is that is just the definition of that movie. Yeah, it's faith or whatever, but it is a blast to watch.
0: hmm So uh, anything else about Spider-Verse before we move on to some other movies? We have so much.
1: No, nah, yeah, definitely just go watch Spider-Man is all I have to
0: say. Yeah, uh, oh, my favorite joke um, was, uh, you're one of our best. <laughs> yeah. He's this little Lego guy. Also the one where they're like arguing about art and he's like, well, we're talking about it. And I was like, I've used that argument so many times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all right, what other movie would you like to
1: talk about next? I mean, since you just referenced it, let's just jump into 65 real quick. I have a little fresh on the mind, a little dinosaur mm-hmm. action.
0: I was on the plane back from Denver, and I noticed the guy in one seat in front of me and to the right was watching 65, and I was so desperate to like tap him on the shoulder and be like, hey. What do you think?
1: I'm very curious, uh, sir. <laughs> but yeah, so what do you think? Uh, it was it was pretty cool. I'm actually surprised that it didn't get as much love as a dinosaur movie would, in my opinion. Like, it's much better than Jurassic, the last Jurassic World movie, even maybe even the last few when it comes to, like, serious dinosaur stuff going on. I thought the dinosaur looked really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Tension built up. And I mean, Adam Driver running around trying to save this little girl. It felt a lot like the wolverine in a way or old man logan but honestly it was just a lot of fun it wasn't anything too big but yeah i'm surprised it really didn't get the love it deserved in the box office and honestly i'm to blame for that as well because i did not go see it i saw it on dvd when it came out
0: you bought the dvd
1: no i rented it out of a red box machine when i was at you my su- cabin
0: <laughs> you supported it in some yeah, way
1: i did uh...
0: I think it's a sci-fi channel movie that has Adam Driver in it. And I think he's fantastic. Is this his best performance? No. I love it, yes, because it's just Adam Driver in Dinosaurs. It's Logan. It's the same movie we've seen a billion times. Uh, but it, we don't have many dinosaur movies. I love what you said about comparing this to Jurassic World Dominion because... Yeah, I'm so much less cynical about this because it's not attached to a franchise that I previously loved, you know? So I held it to a higher standard. It's just like, oh, were the dinosaurs cool? And there's a cool, like, different kind of looking design. I love the, like, medium-sized dinosaurs, the kind of raptor-sized dinosaurs and, like, how their arms were, like, long and like they're like alligators almost, right?
1: Yeah, and the thing also is that it's a more contained story, like, with Jurassic World and all that, they were trying to do so much shit at one time that this movie was just like all right this guy wants to get money for his sick kid and this girl needs to get to her family or to safety that's all we're doing here mm-hmm. and then chaos ensues and that's all you really need for a fun little like monster movie like this
0: not to mention 90 100 minutes you know you're in you're out mm-hmm. like jurassic world uh, fallen war dominion or whatever the hell it's called it's like two and a half hours or something like that right?
1: Yeah, and there's an extended version that I never plan on watching ever in my life. I did, I did right away. Uh,
0: Colin Trevorrow, <laughs> I just like him as a director, so I was like interested in what he thought the prime version of this was. And of course, I'm gonna rewatch it at some point in my life. I'm dedicated. It's
1: dinosaurs. Hey, I'm one of the people that likes Fallen Kingdom, where a lot of people don't. So
0: we saw Fallen Kingdom together. That's one of the few movies we have seen in theaters together. That is true. Uh but. Yeah, no, 65 is a cute little movie. You gave it, what, three and a half stars? I think so, yeah. Respectful. See, I gave it four just because I was high on it. Because I was like, hey, original movie, movie star. It's got a dumb title. It looks stupid. Like, let's have a great time. Like, throw some popcorn in your face. Like, people are so mean to this. Thank you.
1: Yeah, it it did not deserve the hate it got at all, especially on initial release. Like, I don't know what the box office numbers really were, but I'm really sad I didn't see it in theaters because... Movies like this deserve more eyes like that. Just because you don't get them that often. So you got to go see them when they're out. Mm -hmm.
0: It's a Sam Raimi produced movie. I think either produced or executively produced. Does that matter to you?
1: I can't remember which. But yeah, that's still really cool. Because like there are some movies that I don't love that he produced. Like that Crawl movie that came out like in 2019. I couldn't really stand that one. It It was like a girl that was like a professional swimmer or something in college. And like she gets trapped in like the Florida hurricane stuff and she gets trapped in this house and there's an alligator that's chasing after her and she no, like, gets the motivation yeah i know a lot of people liked it and i thought it was the dumbest thing ever and there's a lot of people that agree with me now than they did back then but it's mm-hmm. like the whole well, motivation is like my dad said i'm a good swimmer so i can beat this and that's how she does it like she gets like remembers her dead dad
0: <laughs> wow you know what that would help me too well i just well I watched the meg for the first time so i'm catching up on my big dumb Reptile movies—that's my
1: genre, man.
0: But for this big dumb reptile movie, four out of five for me. Good little movie. Don't be mean to it, everybody. Enjoy it on the Sci-Fi Channel. At least it looked—it looked fine. Okay, it wasn't—it wasn't Shakespeare. It wasn't Avatar. No, it was like a fun movie.
1: It's one of those movies that's going to live on like a TNT on a Sunday afternoon if you just mow the grass, and it's a great movie to watch
0: (laughs) if you just mow the grass. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking. Of, uh, did you have any final thoughts about 65?
1: Nope. Dinosaurs are awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of dinosaurs, we are moving on from dinosaurs and we are moving into animals. Uh, Maximals, as you see behind me, look at all these crazy robot animal combinations. Uh, you saw it. We, we both saw it. How do you feel?
1: I had so much fun with it. I will start this conversation by saying I am not a Transformers fan at all, really. I tried to Oh, go we back. talked
0: about this. I'm the resident Transformers fan, everybody. Yeah.
1: yeah, I tried to go back and watch. I went all the way back and watched the original movie that came out in the 80s. I mm. liked it for what it is. The animation was pretty solid, but the story couldn't really get to me at all. Nice. I just bought
0: it. It was like nine, ten bucks, but I was like, you know what? I really want to see it. And you watched it, too, so you inspired yeah, me.
1: It's worth it, for sure, to check out. The soundtrack is really good. It has a bunch of like 80s bops in it, but... Mm -hmm. that and I tried to go back and watch the Shia LaBeouf one and that movie has dated very very poorly Bernie Mm -hmm. Mac is his scene at the beginning by far the best scene in the entire movie hey mammy (laughs) there's some funny parts throughout that are trying to be a lot funnier than they end up being especially in today's culture looking back at it Mm -hmm. now it's pretty bad but it's a very douchey movie it's douchey it's very much a Michael Bay explosions boobs and that's about it. And Shia LaBeouf, being, yeah, Shia LaBeouf just being ridiculous and horny the entire movie. But mm-hmm. it's fine for what it is. But going into this one and still haven't watched any of those Mark Wahlberg ones. But so going into this, I watched Bumblebee. Bumblebee was my favorite going into this one. And I think still is. But once I got into this one and remembered Bumblebee, I had so much fun with this one. It takes it from 80s Bumblebee into the 90s, which all the soundtrack in this one is one of my favorite parts of it too being a bunch of like hip-hop like Wu-Tang Clan and stuff stuff Mm. that I listen to a lot with my older brothers so that was always fun to check out but all of these dinosaur transformers not dinosaur ones but the the gorillas and all the animals like the rhino and shit Mm. so much fun like this movie the effects especially looking back at the old ones compared to now so much better optimus prime looks way better and actually looks like the optimus prime from like the cartoon more than it did back in like 2006 a whole new design just so much better stuff in here comparing those movies to this one
0: Mm -hmm. i really like that you enjoyed this movie i will not think about it ever again uh this movie is a three out of five for me and i was being nice i was bored Uh, But, like, this just also isn't my type of movie. As the resident Transformers fan here, I completely agree that my favorite was also Bumblebee because I love the Iron Giant. But I'm not a Michael Bay fan, and all of those movies are terrible. And the only scene I think about on a daily basis is when uh, the Jack Raynor pulls out a laminated Romeo and Juliet law card. Uh, Oh, have you never seen Age of Extinction?
1: Yeah, I've seen that clip before on Twitter, like, Mm -hmm. all of the time. That's the only thing I've seen from that movie. That was crazy
0: because I watched it with my uh, – well, it was my ex-girlfriend. Uh, at the time, she was my girlfriend in high school with her dad. like, And he just kept looking at me the whole time. We were <laughs> the same age. It wasn't like that, but he was a, just a dad. Like, oh, you're dating yeah. my daughter kind of situation. <laughs> but, yeah, no, this is better than that, I guess. Like, it's better than all of the – no i would still take the first michael bay one over this one maybe i don't know no this is the second best this is just a pathetic franchise
1: yeah i mean shia labeouf i like him as an actor for what he is but i like anthony ramos and his character way more than shia labeouf's character in those movies like his motivations actually make more sense when it's coming to like help his family and everything when it comes Mm -hmm. to helping the transformers like he has more motivation than just being like my car picked me so i gotta do this like Mm-hmm. It's 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 a little bit more heartfelt, I guess, in a way, and makes more mm-hmm. sense. But I also have a bias here too, because the director of this movie is Stephen Cable Jr. or whatever, also directed one of my favorite movies being Creed 2. So I mean I just like his style maybe a little bit more too. And I don't know. I just thought this one, while still being a Transformers movie, it felt more entertaining than those other ones like those other ones just feel like they drag on for so long too this one was a lot closer to i think it's probably one of the shorter ones actually it's only like hour 50 to two hours i think so it doesn't really overstay its welcome in my opinion i know you said you got a little bit bored but i never really did
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Just a just a hair over two hours, two hours and seven minutes.
1: Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome for me at all. Like I had a lot of fun with all the different action sequences and stuff. And uh, like like I said, the Transformers and like just them alone in their scenes fighting, go look back at some of those ones, especially in two thousand six or whatever, and compare mm-hmm. them. It is rough. <laughs> See, I I that, that's the thing. I won't. You know
0: what I mean? I yeah. don't. I decided not to go rewatch all those movies. You're talking about how like. Uh, Anthony Ramos was cooler than like uh, Sam Sam Witwicky. Um, I don't think that they're all the same. I don't care about any of them. Like I think Anthony Ramos and Dominic Fishback. I think that's their names. I don't care about them. I'm desperate. I'm I, this is my plea, dear God. Uh, instead of going the direction that you hinted at going at the end of the movie with that little like crossover reference, please just make a 3D animated movie. You know, go with the Ninja Turtles. The Spider Verse route make a cool, badass 3D animated movie that completely takes place on Cybertron, and we're not dealing with the humans. This small, little, like portion of this gigantic poster that is encapsulates my background is like ninety percent of the movie right here. And I understand okay. because of money, you can't have like them in the movie the whole time. But if it was animated, you could. Sorry, go.
1: True, but at the same time, I'll I'll spoil the ending credit scene. I don't care at this point. It's been long yeah. enough. If they do this G.I. Joe crossover and have G.I. Joes and Transformers. I'm just curious to see how the hell that's going to work out because I have no idea what they're going to do with that. If How they're going to even, like, touch the old G.I. Joe movies because I watched, like, I think I watched the second. I don't even think I even watched the first Channing Tatum one. I no, the one they, they like would died the them beginning.
0: there's no way like snake eyes was even a bomb and it you know came yes. out like what two years ago
1: yeah snake eyes is terrible <laughs> but yeah okay. i'm curious to see what they're gonna do with them combining because i don't know much about either franchise especially with any like lore shit so oh
0: no they're rebooting they would be reboot. oh no, no no i'm talking like, about they, there's no guarantee no, no, that, like no. they haven't said it yet
1: i meant more as in like with the whole stories of gi joe as like the character itself, not with the movies, just oh, like how I was they're gonna to say, mix in. Like Channing with
0: Tatum and The Rock <laughs> the are not coming back, man. You know, I don't know
1: because I with The Rock maybe because The Rock's like in Fast and Furious again now. But Channing Tatum, what is he doing? He could easily come back. <laughs> Magic Mike's uh, fair, over. but
0: he did not like the sequel, the Retaliation movie. Well, Didn't I, they
1: like murder him in the beginning?
0: Yeah, I think that was why. I think that was a problem.
1: I think he, like. I think he might have asked to. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think there's bad blood there, but I don't know. That doesn't it get me excited. That just means like the humans will have like a name that I remember that I have to remember. I mean, I guess I remember Sam Witwicky, but like it's more of a meme that I know who he is. But uh, I, I do not think that this pushes the needle at all. Like, what do GI Joes bring to the table? We already had the Iron Man suit in this one. I don't
1: know. It'd be fun.
0: No, I'll be there and like whatever. I just never played with any of these toys and like I had
1: GI Joe's growing up. I didn't really have Transformers.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry for my Marvel, Disney, Star Wars bias. I grew up with like yeah, superhero toys and Star Wars toys. Uh I wish I played because these seem super cool and I, I, I don't had, know. I just think that the formula's tired. We've seen this movie 6 7 times now. I'm I'm done with this movie. Change the movie.
1: Yeah, I had GI Joe's wrestlers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figure that's what I grew up with but yeah overall I had fun with this one but yeah it wasn't anything too great it was a fun summer box office I mean summer blockbuster movie that Mm -hmm. if you have seen the other movies I think it's a fun movie to watch with friends and just see all the fun stuff on screen but it's not anything to run out to like Fast X is more fun, in my opinion. Spider-Man, Guardians, all these different movies are definitely beating this one out. But I still had a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah, I had to give it a three because I was like, yes, it's it's the second best of these movies. And there's other movies like I would give the first one and the third one a three as well. And if you can put up with these movies and enjoy them, especially like five and or four and five then all power to you. Go see this, and you'll have a great time, but you're right. Every single movie you said was better than this.
1: Yeah. One movie I just want to give a shout-out to real quick while I'm thinking about it. I don't know if you've watched it yet. It's on Apple+, Plus, but there's a documentary called Still about Michael J. Fox and his, like, condition.
0: I've heard about it. That
1: sounds really sad. It's sad, but it's also, like, very interesting, and at the same time, it's almost heartfelt because he's talking about his condition and giving light to it, but also showing that his life is still a life he's still Michael J Fox he still has a very good sense of humor about it and it goes through like his early career and while he was still dealing with the early stages of Parkinson's and he was still acting through all of it and pretending like nothing was wrong and a lot of casting directors and stuff like that never knew and it's, it's very emotional, but also just really heartfelt and really cool to watch. So if you find the time, I gave it, I think, like a four or five out of five stars. And I definitely mm-hmm. recommend checking it out. It'll probably be nominated for an Oscar or two, maybe at the end of the year, especially in the documentary mm-hmm. category.
0: Yeah, it's cool, because I'm a big fan of Back to the Future, obviously. And I don't know much about, like, I've seen videos of him talk. And uh, there's like a uh, Bo Burnham joke specifically, like where he makes a joke about Michael J. Fox. Um, yeah. But I think there's a John Mulaney one as well. So I know that it's like a like something like really sad and serious. Uh, but yeah, that sounds like a hard watch, but I, I will keep it on my radar. If I choose to watch a documentary, that's the one I will watch. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we have that we watched? Actually, I would like to nominate... Uh, the blackening this is one that I I saw you were on the high end on I liked it but you were you were kind of in love with this movie would you talk to me about that please
1: um I didn't like love love it but I had a Mm -hmm. really great time with it I thought the writing in it especially was really really smart and I'm a big horror guy and especially horror comedy horror satire type stuff I'm really into that kind of thing and it kind of gave me like tucker and dale versus evil a little bit but at the same time like old school wayne brothers scary movie like the first two scary movies yeah it has those sense of humor where you're paying you're paying tribute to the older horror movies like a scream and different things like that but also it still felt original especially with all these different characters like it's an all-black cast and they poke fun at oh, we're not just going to be like silly white people going into these doors and not knowing what's going on and just like eagerly just falling into the killer's arms. Like they have all that commentary about that. And I just thought it was a lot of fun. And the suspense was still there, but it wasn't a straight up horror movie. Like it's definitely a comedy more than anything, but I was laughing the whole time. I thought it had some great jokes in there and had a lot to say at the same time, but it wasn't like my favorite horror movie of the year at any time, but I would definitely recommend checking it out, especially if you like like horror, satire stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And you were at, what, was it a four or were you as high as a five on this one?
1: I had, no, I had it at I had it a four. I was like a three and a half to a four, but I gave it the four.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so I like this as well. I gave it a three out of five. I thought it was an enjoyable movie. Uh, I really liked the joke where they're like, oh would would rosa parks sit down and she's like actually yeah that's like the yeah. Main thing that she did that was so funny i that, love that uh like re- reference to the waynes brothers this does feel like something that they did like 20 years ago you know
1: well yeah and like the jokes especially that remind me of that is like them calling back to the sugar thing of, like the guy making the kool-aid and dumping a bunch of sugar and it's like you're not gonna like yeah. that later and then it's a call back to it and There's just stuff like that that made me laugh a lot. And, like, the nerdy guy, like, turning the guy's gun straight when he's shooting and he's all missing all the the shots and he, like, turns the gun straight. Mm. There's jokes like that that were subtle but hilarious to me. So, yeah, it's just, if you like that kind of humor and you like poking fun at movies, this is the kind of movie that I can think a lot of people will have fun with.
0: Yeah, I was sold from the poster. There was just like, "Oh, uh, we can't all die first because it's an all-black cast. I thought that that was really funny, and like, it really delivers on that promise of just having a bunch of like fun, light, ra- like racial humor. Uh, I do think that the point that the movie was trying to make at the end, I don't feel like really landed uh, as well as the more comedic, more satirical aspects of it. Because I did feel like there was like uh, sub- trying to be a message, like they attempted. At um, um black on black crime, like black on black hate, um and that
1: I, that as well as like how some people when they're making movies, especially in the horror genre, it's like a classic mm-hmm. thing. Like, like it says on the poster, kind of like you can't really use black people as your fodder for just mm-hmm. getting someone killed first or just a punchline, basically. Mm-hmm. So I like there was different things like that, but yeah, I kind of agree. It was a little. They could have punched it a little harder, in my opinion, especially like mm-hmm. I wish they would have leaned just a little bit more into the horror because mm-hmm. there weren't enough kills to me. I, I would have wished they would have went just a little bit darker and kind of had more fun with that. But like I said, it's definitely more of a comedy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once the twist is revealed, like the movie, like felt like it wrapped up really quickly and it just lost its like oomph. But like I, I'm not going to give the benefit of the doubt to Tim's story. He's just a director that I really don't care for. Um like I mean him. he gave us naked Je- Jessica Alba in in two of two Fantastic Four movies that he made. So
1: and two ride-along movies with Kevin Hart.
0: Oh god, yeah. See, I don't like Tim So Stry- Barbershop is good. Didn't he do the first barbershop?
1: He, he did barbershop. He did the he did the twenty nineteen shaft movie too, and I actually like that movie.
0: Oh, we know someone who worked on that movie. Yeah. Actually, we know many people who worked on that movie. Um, But yes. But he, so he
1: also did that piece of shit Tom and Jerry movie during the pandemic, too. So we can't forget that.
0: Hey, he was working. He's a king. <laughs> um, But the blackening. Yeah, no, I know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It was fun. Everyone was like very attractive in it um but which is what you want from a like a goofy like horror movie like this no yeah i I thought
1: i thought everybody was really really funny like there's a lot of people in here that i recognize from smaller roles and different like tv shows and movies and stuff but nobody Mm -hmm. that was really like the forefront of anything but after this i could see a lot of these different people especially from their comedic performances i could see them definitely landing more roles after this because i was laughing the entire time so if you're mm-hmm. if you're in the mood for a fun comedy and especially centered around horror, I think it's worth checking out.
0: Mm-hmm. I had to move up a row because I watched this uh, early at a day early screening and the people that were down like on the same row as me were on their phones. Get off your phone during the movie.
1: You know, if terrible. you get on your phone during the movie, you're a piece of shit and you know you are.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yes, the blackening. Uh, any final thoughts on that? I'm at a three.
1: I'm I'm holding true to that for I really really enjoyed myself with them.
0: Mm-hmm. We have eight minutes. I think we can knock out Elemental. Uh, Pixar is back with another movie where it's about a thing that has feelings. What if this had feelings? What if, what if this was like a world? Elemental. How'd you feel?
1: Well, you'll have to tell me because I'm going to see it. I bought my ticket for me and my niece on Thursday.
0: Oh my God. I, I just assumed you definitely saw it because wow. I, yeah, because of your niece. I think I actually even said that to you. Yeah. I made a joke because my biggest annoying thing about this movie is I think it's really cute. And I think it's really informative. Like I really love the science in it, especially like how, how like glass is made, like, like that was really cool. Just like the fact that like, even the things that the characters are wearing, like the world building is so like detailed and there's so much care put into it. Like, yes, Across the Spider Verse is the class animation movie of the year. It's going to win Best Animated Feature. It's not even close. Sorry, Wish. Sorry, TMNT. Sorry, everything else that's possibly going to be good. Uh, but Elemental, while very good and above average, like thank God that Pixar is making original movies. It's still not their best. Uh, but I really liked it. Four out of five. Definitely go see this. Uh, I I really I really feel uh, good about this creatively uh, for Pixar, even though I am a person that does like Lightyear, and I love Turning Red. Uh, how yeah. do you, Are you excited for this? Are you wary? How are you feeling?
1: So I don't know a whole lot about the story or anything. I've seen the, like, the trailer once, I think, and I've seen the promotional stuff, like the posters, and it looks really cool. I like the animation and everything, so I'm excited mm-hmm. to go check it out. My niece is excited to go see it, and honestly, if she enjoys it, that's really what matters to me the most. I think... Mm-hmm if it gets a good story in there and it teaches her some good lessons, that's what I'm looking for ultimately. And yeah, if it's, if it's a cool story for me too, then that's just an added bonus.
0: Yeah. I got to see it pretty early, uh, like a week, a little over a week early there. It's very much so about racism, uh, which is why I was like, it was funny. Cause I was like, Oh, you should show this to the kids in science schools and I'm in Florida. So I was like, you can't show disney movies to kids in school because god forbid they learn that racism is bad and that you should probably be accepting of other people that's the theme of the movie by the way it's very it becomes very apparent like right from the jump that it's about racism and i thought it was very touching and authentic like i could tell that the person like made their vision happen here and their experience feel real uh just like with turning red like that felt like yeah, this was a person like inspired from a real person's life. Uh, there's some really cute stuff with the father daughter aspect of the movie. The relationships fine. I I really respect how we're not like completely leaning on like you know st- starring Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Like we just have like two kind of smaller known people. And I don't know. I'm just yeah. rooting for this movie. I mean, I miss the the golden age of Pixar. Certainly not that. It's like not as good as Inside Out or uh, Soul even. Or Coco, obviously. I wouldn't even say Lightyear or Turning Red. I really love both of those, and I don't even think it's about on par with Onward. I'll put this ugh, slightly above Onward.
1: And I, I mean, I like Onward too. So I mean, that's the thing about Pixar, though. Even when it's not as good as those movies, it's still a good movie. And that's mm-hmm. what's fun about it. Like I'm still excited. I I don't even know who these people are in the cast that you're even talking about. So it's all brand new to me. So I'm excited to check it out and. Yeah, I mean, Florida, you can't watch anything Disney right now because isn't the governor like trying to eliminate it?
0: I guess so. Yeah, they're <laughs> at war. It's a land where they're going to put prisons all around Disney to try to get people to want to leave. I don't Genius. know. Uh, but alas, uh, I do not think that this will be Best Animated Fe- Do you have any doubt in your mind that Spider-Verse will get, both get nominated and win Best Animated Feature at the Oscars this year?
1: Yeah, I can't see anything knocking it out of that spot. I think it's cemented itself in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely minus 1,000 odds on that one for me right there. Yeah. Uh, but Elemental, like I said, not a bad movie. I will say the box office is super low because when you condition your audiences that like, hey, this movie that like is mid to pretty good at best is going to be released on Disney Plus for free in like two to three months... And, like, someone was even, like, talking to one of the animators on Twitter or whatever. And they were like, oh, why don't you just release it on Disney Plus? And she's like, well, we won't have these anymore if they don't do any business in theaters. And I just think it's a really sad outlook of the industry. And, like, I don't know. I just I really want this to succeed. But it's not that kind of movie where it's, like, this is, like, great and special. Like, I can't even say it's the best anim- best animated movie in theaters right now. And then even towards the tail end of its run when Spider-Verse is gone, I think Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse will outlast this. But even when TMNT comes out, that looks more inspired than this. So it's just yeah. it's just sad that Pixar has fallen this low. And there's a short at the beginning. It's about up. And it's yeah. cute. Did you like those Doug shorts?
1: I do and I'm very excited to see I haven't seen Up in so long that I'm excited to see what this character of Carl is doing now but yeah overall I'm excited about it like you were saying it's very sad that audiences even Disney not even just Disney anymore like other audiences now too are conditioned that if I don't go see this in theaters it's okay because it'll be on demand or probably available for me to fucking pirate on some website (laughs) in less than a month anyway so I go spend my money in the theater that's what it's mm-hmm. quickly becoming if it's not on a streaming service it'll just be on there so yeah unfortunately if you don't have like a frozen 6 now people aren't going to run out to the theater and it really sucks
0: mm-hmm. well right now there's nothing that like is disappointing me that it's not succeeding at the box office like i don't like think oh my gosh such a tragedy that elemental isn't like on par with some of pixar's best because I mean.
1: quality wise it's not that's the thing that it's like it sucks because like we both love turning red And something like that Mm -hmm. didn't get a theatrical release. But I feel like if something like that did, and it's, especially if you're saying it's already better than this elemental movie that just came out, it sucks that they didn't move stuff around to put that movie, because I feel like that movie could have found much more success than something like this, especially like in today's world.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, and you reminded me about something actually, because the next anime movie that comes out is uh, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. And I watched this. This was my first regal mystery movie. And I'll just get it out of the way really quick. I really like Turning Red. Like, I love Turning Red. That's like a really great movie and really special. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Also, cut the Ruby Gilman. Just call it Teenage Kraken. Uh, but yeah, no, animated movies. Uh, I mean, it. we have Spider-Verse, so we can't really complain, guys.
1: So speaking of animation, let's just jump into this one that I actually just watched this morning. And it's not little kid animation. It's the real, real gritty stuff. And that is Perfect Blue. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a movie that Adam has seen. We actually talked about it, I think, on a past podcast. So why don't you jump into your thoughts first before I get mine?
0: Uh, Perfect Blue, baby. Uh, This is an anime movie. I think it is maybe my favorite anime. Actually, I haven't updated my anime list, which is ranking every single anime movie I've ever seen. Uh, Currently, Porco Rosso is my favorite anime Movie. It's a movie where there's a pig who is a fighter pilot against like Nazis or whatever. I've
1: seen pictures of it, but I haven't actually seen it.
0: Yeah, and he's voiced by Batman. So it's awesome. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) this is a lot more serious and hard to watch. Like uh, specifically, like she's having a hard time distinguishing real life from uh, her personified anxieties, I guess is a good way of putting it. Uh, It's just a really sad, depressing, scary movie, but it's a beautifully animated and it's emotionally gripping and and thrilling as well. Um, I'm really happy that you watched it.
1: Yeah, I definitely watched it based off of your recommendation. Mm. It is insane how, yeah, like you were saying, beautiful animation, but so disturbing. Like when I say Mm. horror, I mean it. Like I wasn't expecting it to get as violent and dark as it did, but it is a psychological horror through and through something that you don't see that often and especially animation like it Uh was insane to see but i loved every second of it like it was dark yeah it played with her like is it real is it not real is it just in her head and it also like touches on like how even in 1990 was it four or six whenever this movie came out it was like late 90s or something like that and to touch on like how the internet was already becoming such a dangerous place for like fandoms becoming so obsessed with people and shit like that and stalking. And there's just different things in there that was pretty interesting to see talked about back then, especially so in early ages of the internet. So there are so many mm-hmm. different things in here, like the horror and everything that, yeah, I wasn't expecting what I was seeing. And if you've never seen it, I highly recommend it to everyone that, especially if horror anime sounds interesting to you, It's not, Mm. like, as crazy as, like, a death note, I would say, because that's, like, the peak of horror anime that I've seen when it comes to, like, just insane deaths and stuff, but Mm. this one gets up there, especially with just how dark it is the whole time.
0: Mm -hmm. It feels relevant to my generation, just because, like, it just reminded me of, like, Hannah Montana and the Jonas Brothers, or even One Direction, like, it just had a lot of those themes that I feel like are still relevant today, and... It's definitely in my Mount Rushmore, like, four favorite uh, anime movies. It's got to go Porco Rosso, This Grave of the Fireflies, and Spirited Away. I'm going to be that basic person that puts that in there because it's just the best one. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan of anime, guys. You know, I used to be an anime hater. I'm not going to watch any anime, but now I love it. Love me some anime, guys. Yeah,
1: perfect blue five out of five. Definitely check it out when you can.
0: There we go, baby. Uh, speaking about a movie, there's a five out of five that everyone should go see. Now, I had to go away on business to Denver this week. I missed the two press screenings for Flash one week apart. One was for a softball game, and the other one was because of work. And I finally got a chance on when I got back to see The Flash. And I I really, really was blown away by how much I personally love the flash uh it's definitely like no way home but like like that's my big argument is i'm like oh if you like no way home you'll like this shit it's the same thing it's just like hey you remember the guy from the other universal movies that you like here he's back and he's old now and it's sad uh but so uh, i don't know i just what
1: before we get too far into it i have a question since mm-hmm. you've already said it's a five out of five yeah i have this is my question for you in the beginning since mm-hmm. i haven't seen it yet you are notoriously known for giving a five out of five to movies like cats, which it's a
0: disaster piece that that so is, is the answer so is it, this
1: is this the new cats
0: uh no nothing will ever be like cats, but it is a disaster piece uh because it's so like amazing that it even happened and worked out the way that it is like I think that the story behind this movie is almost as in, if not more interesting than the actual story of the movie like the fact that it stars a criminal the fact that it's coming out midway through the end of a cinematic universe the fact that it's like like th- like a spin-off movie but we're also adding in old things from other franchises it's A spin-off
1: tribute this clusterfuck <laughs>
0: It's just such a weird movie. And the fact that Tom Cruise and like Stephen King are coming out and praising this movie. And I, I love the director. I mean, you recently watched it and, and like, I love it.
1: Yeah. Annie Muschietti for what it is. I, like I said, I haven't seen the new flash yet, but I think Annie Muschietti is a fantastic director. And I'm very curious to see what he does here. Some of the animation that I've seen that he's kind of defending I'm curious to actually see it on a big screen because I've seen it on Twitter and I kind of thought it looked really bad. So I'm just curious. Oh yeah, this to... movie's
0: ugly. Like it's so dumb
1: That's really stupid.
0: Like, and I was laughing the entire time. It's hilarious.
1: That's where it's like, I don't know. It's I love Andy Muschietti. So I know he's like definitely tried to make the best movie he could given all of the fucking shitty circumstances that were thrown in his way. So mm-hmm. I'm never going to blame him for any of this stuff. But I'm still curious to see it. I didn't necessarily, like, boycott it because of Ezra Miller, even though I do really despise a lot of the shit that he's been putting everyone through. Mm. But I think the box office kind of showed that I don't think it was just Ezra Miller. I think it might also be just, like, the trailers coming out didn't really capture me at all. I can't speak for everyone in the world, but... Nothing with the promotional material looked that interesting. So if you're saying that it's a lot more entertaining on the big screen and it's more fun to look at on there, then I'll take your word for it.
0: One of my favorite things about the DCEU is how every single movie is trying to fix Man of Steel. <laughs> like th- this movie does it as well. It's so funny. Like they were this not really a, a spoiler any, but they're, they're the reveal that like Flash was there. And uh, when Man of Steel was happening and saving people in the background. And it's like, shut up. It doesn't Henry, matter. Henry Cavill
1: can't just live it down. Everyone's got to bring up how shitty his movie was.
0: Yeah. And it's just so funny because like, imagine if we were still like focused on Iron Man at this point and we're just like, actually, uh, Opus Diastane wasn't like that. Like we're just <laughs> changing up things about it, but whatever. I digress. Yeah. It's just a Marvel to like watch this movie and just see it exists and be as entertaining and work as well as it does because it does work and i think it's a miracle that this movie works because it should be such a disaster and it is but it's like it's beautiful like i can't look away kind of thing and um what do you know about this movie spoiler wise because i knew a couple cameos going into it
1: I don't know a whole lot about it. Like I said, I kind of stayed away from most of it, other than just seeing the trailers, obviously, with, like, Michael Keaton and stuff, but to know anything, like, deep down with spoilers and cameos and whatnot, I don't really know anything. Like, actually, the other one I do know that's not even really counting either, because he's also in the trailers, is fucking, uh, what's his name? Michael Shannon. Like, that's the only other thing I know, really. And I'm happy he's in it, because I like General Zod, but...
0: Mm -hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I knew a few more things than that. And they still made me laugh so hard. Uh, a lot of this movie reminds me of Rogue One. Uh, the story kind of reminds me of Meet the Robinsons. Uh, it's just such I love a weird Meet the movie.
1: Robinsons.
0: Yeah, right? Like, I don't know. I think but like if you take out the fan service stuff, like what you see in this movie, like works. Like it's a good flash movie. Like I feel like you got to show off his powers. You got to address his origin. <laughs> you got to have him have a whole story about him. Like, I know we're spending a lot of time, like, being like, remember the Danny Elfman Batman score and the Batwing and all that fun stuff.
1: The part that annoys me the most about it is, like, I genuinely was a fan of Ezra Miller as The Flash before all of this bullshit came out about him. I thought he was was fun as Barry Allen. I thought his sarcastic sense of humor and just Ezra Miller himself as an actor I thought was pretty entertaining, like in Perks of Being a Wallflower. I thought Mm -hmm. he was charming for the most part but it just pisses me off the way he acted in real life. So I can separate the two. And I'm, I think this movie looks like a lot of fun. And would I rather have Grant Gustin from the flash TV show being the flash? Honestly. Yeah. Because I do like him a little bit more, but Mm -hmm. I think it will still be a fun movie regardless when I get to check it out. But I don't know if I'll necessarily be a five out of five. I'm curious. Like, is it really a five out of five? Like,
0: no, (laughs) but I loved it. Like I came out of it. I was like, I'd be lying. If I didn't say that I love this movie and I would want to watch it again, just like I want to rewatch all the five out of fives they've given this year, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider Verse, uh, Fast X, Megan, I was not a five out of five. Um, I was a five out of five. (laughs) No, and I don't blame you. Like that was a fun, fresh, and original, uh, you know, horror movie. And have you seen the Pride Month things where they're just like talking of the newbie before the movie about Megan being like, uh gay icon she is a gay icon yeah it's great that was that was so fun that was so fun i was like because like so was the babadook right yeah yeah uh yeah. that's that's some fun stuff like because like it's such a weird comparison to make because i'm really not thinking about the sexuality of the ghost when he's trying to like kill me yeah, uh but no. like <laughs> i love that those connections are being made and that people are right, you know finding themselves in connecting to these characters. But speaking of The Flash, that was one of your movies on our ass game of the anticipated movies of the year. Just a recap of the point. rules of this game. So we drafted movies back and forth that were coming out in 2023 at the very beginning of the year. And we are trying to find out who has the highest total Rotten Tomatoes score of all of our movies added up together. But the catch is, is the movie has to make... $100 million domestically at the box office in its entire run. So you, you're encouraged to pick movies that you know are going to do financially well. The big movies, so we're talking about the popular stuff. So we add up the Rod Mayor score, who has the most, and we have a couple new additions here. So I think we talked about Guardians 3 last time is 82%, and you have confirmed you get those points. Uh, Fast X is 56, which I think is, is way too low, uh, but you get those points as well um mario 59 creed 3 89 we knew those as well scream 6 76 and john wick 4 94 we knew this as well so you have a very very high score most of yours are already done uh here's my big hit
1: right here oh currently yes because the
0: only one you are getting is the flash the yeah. flash is a 66 percent, and it had 55 million dollars opening weekend just about and i think it will probably reach that threshold Shazam 2 is officially not going to reach that threshold, so that's your only one you lost. You have Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1 on the horizon, as well as The Nun Chapter 2, Part 2, or just 2? I two.
1: think it's just 2.
0: God. Uh, and <laughs> then... <laughs> the box I, office
1: might surprise everyone. I don't know about Rotten Tomatoes, but I have a good feeling.
0: No, it's a big popular brand. People love the Conjuring Universe movies. Uh, I get 96 points for 96% for Spider-Man across the spider verse uh which that is puts me back in the ball game cuz you had 94 for john mcforce so those are our two highest ones mm-hmm. and man 3 uh quantum mania uh that's 47 I, yeah, yeah i made money but you know <laughs> not very good definitely the lowest movie that was drafted and then uh the little mermaid i have for 67 points right there and knock at the cabin obviously did not cross the threshold Uh, Coming up, probably in our next episode, we will be talking about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, as well as uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the fifth movie in the franchise. And then not long after that, we will definitely be talking about um, Oppenheimer and Barbie. Uh, But there's a lot of fun stuff coming out. Currently, the score is 522 to 210. And I need to average about 75% per movie if I'm going to catch you which it's possible baby
1: especially with the nina jones i think that's definitely going to be your big one coming out
0: i heard mixed things my friends were able to see it thursday when i was leaving for denver and they said it was fine and i'm not really excited for it very much i just knew it was going to make money fourth of july weekend kind of thing
1: yeah I, i'm actually going to go through now that they're on disney plus and watch all of them because i still only seen the first one and I think even parts of the fourth. I don't even have actually watched the whole thing of Crystal Skull yet. So I'm curious to watch all of them into going going into this new one because I've never been a huge Indiana Jones guy to begin with.
0: Oh I love Indiana Jones. The first one's one of the greatest movies of all time. The third one if you said it's the best I wouldn't blame you. The second one is the most fun and the fourth one's not as bad as everyone says it is but not as good as like real believers in this like it doesn't touch the original three i mean hell temple of doom doesn't even touch one and three but it's still directed by steven spielberg so there's a level of competency that just you know elevates the movie that much more but this one is directed by james Mangold, who uh yeah is really good but i don't know i'm just i don't want to see an elderly man run around the jungle
1: I'll, i'll check it out for sure i still have fun harrison ford seems to be the most enthusiastic that he has been on most press tours lately, it seems like.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, he actually loves Indiana Jones, yeah. like Han Solo. Like he hates Han Solo.
1: <laughs> well, even on Blade Runner, he just seemed like I'm whatever. It's whatever.
0: <laughs> but it's just so cute to see, like he actually cares about something. Like you've watched that video, obviously, where he's like talking to the interviewer, and they're like, "Oh, who would you like to see play this part?" And he's like, "No one.
1: Yeah. Once mine.
0: I die, he <laughs> dies.
1: Indy's gone." <laughs>
0: Like, find someone who loves you as much as Harrison Ford loves Indiana Jones, Uh, but not too crazy about that as much as I am Barbie or Oppenheimer or even Mission Impossible, which I've only seen five and six, so I definitely need to watch one through four before I watch that one.
1: Yeah, for what they are, I think the first few are fun. I think the third one out of the first three is definitely the best. That's the one directed by J.J. Abrams.
0: Is that Philip Seymour Hoffman?
1: Yes, it is. I think I love him. Yeah, yeah. I forget what I the, even so the much. second one, second one. I forget what that's even about. That's the one I remember the least. The fourth one's good too, but yeah, six is one of the best. I mean, Mission Impossible Fallout is that six?
0: Yeah, yeah we saw that one together.
1: Yeah, that one's one of my favorite action movies still to this day. Like, I'm not Ooh. even that big of a like a Tom Cruise guy per se. I just think that movie was just something like I. I actually don't know if I even watched like all of them leading up to that one or if I just went into that one and then watched them afterward. But still, mm-hmm. without even really caring that much about the franchise, that's just a great action movie.
0: You know, this is a beautiful transition into our topic, which is Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. There's a fuss because it comes out a week or 10 days before Barbie and Oppenheimer, which Oppenheimer is already going to beat Barbie for uh, IMAX screens. Uh, but Tom Cruise wants more time in IMAX. And I think it's really foolish of you to try to go to battle with Christopher Nolan, one of the people who cares about IMAX more than anyone in the world. Like, I don't know, if you wanted to own the IMAX screen, you could have very easily come out in like September or maybe even August or earlier in the year, maybe take spring breakup. Like, I understand you want to make a fun summer blockbuster and you want to make peak action blockbuster stuff. But like, why you got to go to battle with... Christopher Nolan, man, like yeah. I'm sorry, this is the way things are.
1: Christopher Nolan is single-handedly the guy that's kind of been like keeping IMAX alive, using those big ass cameras and shit and literally making film IMAX movies. Mm-hmm. Like this man, like why try to fight a man who's probably one of the last auteur filmmakers really out there other than like Tarantino and whatnot. So to try to go after him especially in his medium, his thing, it's just crazy because, yeah, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise, but don't try to mess with Christopher Nolan on his shit. It's the one thing that he, like, is the most passionate about, it seems like. Cause he'll, like. I just watched a video not that long ago where he's talking about 70 foot, I think, is the film reels for the actual film stuff that they're putting out for Oppenheimer, which I'm uh-huh. actually trying to go see. There's one that's going to be, like, two hours away from me that they're going to show uh-huh. in 70 millimeter film. hmm uh-huh and like that kind of stuff just seems so interesting so the fact that tom cruise is trying to steal those like once in a lifetime experiences from some people just to show his digitally imax movie in theaters is kind of lame
0: well and like not to play the this card but like i'm sorry but i care more about oppenheimer this epic original movie versus like the seventh mission impossible movie which is like a part one like i'm I understand, super impressive, but like there is no movie I want to see more in IMAX this year than Oppenheimer. Not Dune, not any Marvel or Star or uh, DC, anything like that. It's Oppenheimer City for me, baby.
1: Yeah, and I mean, granted, am I going to be fucking excited as hell when Tom Cruise does his little motorcycle jump in the middle of this nowhere pit? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Am I going to want to see it on IMAX screen? For sure, but... I'm probably going to see it the first weekend it comes out and I don't need it to interfere with Oppenheimer or anything like that. I just, it's so silly, Tom, you know, people are going to see your movie regardless if it's an IMAX screen or not. Mission Impossible never fails at the box office for the most part. So I don't Um, know. It's just silly. It's just making a fuss for no reason.
0: Yeah. It's dumb beef. It's really dumb beef, but I don't know. I, I do find it annoying from time to time when it's like, Oh, you really got to prioritize a movie if you want to see it in that higher format, because over the summer, it's like there's a new huge thing every single week. And I'm sorry, but that's, it's a very competitive industry. Yep. And you have to have something that translates more with audiences. And I promise you, if you do have super good legs, like Top Gun Maverick did, which really connected with audiences, then it'll return to IMAX theaters later down the road. Cause it'll be out in theaters for like three months.
1: Well, yeah. And especially like if they could have predicted the flash box office, this would be where you put it right now. Cause there's nothing coming out right now until Indiana Jones in like two weeks or something like that. Like those next two weeks I think are pretty empty. So this mm-hmm. would be a prime spot to put something like a mission impossible where people are just outside. It's really fucking hot out. So you want to go to a movie theater. So this would be the perfect time.
0: Yeah. It's way too hot. Even in Denver, it was hot. Uh, but Tom Cruise, speaking of Tom Cruise, he said that flash, this is the movie that uh, people need to see in cinemas right now that the movies need right now and couldn't be more right with the flash (laughs) there, but I would love to throw that sentiment to another movie that I actually just got back from today called no hard feelings. Uh, This is a romantic comedy, raunchy comedy starring Jennifer Lawrence. Think bad teacher kind of thing where you have like an actress who's like, I'm not, I don't want to say she's at the end of her prime, but she's towards she's closer to the end of her prime than she is. You know what I mean? Yes. So she's doing a comedy where she's the lead and it's really raunchy and she's cursing and whatnot. And this is my 10th favorite movie of the year. I like it more than John Wick 4. Uh, we need original movies out in theaters, especially sexy ones. Jennifer Lawrence, I was 12 years old when I, or 13 when I saw Silver Linings Playbook and The Hunger Games movies. So like, yeah, like I love this movie. <laughs> like I didn't yeah, love it. Absolutely. I really liked it. Uh, But I I think you should definitely see it. It uh, opens opposite of Asteroid City, uh, which I think will be very good as well. But it's just uh, really nice to see this movie translating with audiences. It really played for my audience. It actually has one of the most impressive scenes I think I'm going to see in a movie all year. And uh, it's got some real heart, too, man. Uh, How are you feeling about it?
1: Yeah, I've seen the trailers a few times. And yeah, I'm totally sold on it. I'm a big Jennifer Lawrence fan haven't seen her in a whole lot lately so very excited to see her especially in a comedy like Mm -hmm. like the trailer she had me cracking up with all the rollerblading and stuff like that it it looked pretty funny so i'm excited to see it i probably won't see it right away because i think asteroid city is just a little bit higher on my and 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 flash (laughs) but yeah i think i think i'll definitely be checking it out as soon as i possibly can because it looks pretty funny
0: yeah very sexy very sexy fun we need more sex appeal in movies bring it back this Hell is what yeah. we need Ass. um uh, yes that as well uh so uh, other than that i wanted to bring up a, a series that i had been watching but before that because that might take a little minute uh we just want to say happy pride month everybody uh steve in celebration for pride month uh, what what movie did you watch
1: nightmare on elm street 2 freddy's revenge one of the gayest Mm. horror movies you'll ever see but honestly Mm. as it ages and as i watch it more and more i really grow to love this movie because yeah it's crazy there's actually a documentary about it i think it's called screen queen or something like that and it's about mark Patton, who is the guy who plays uh the main character in this one and he is a man which was very uncommon in the 80s for a man to be a man character in a horror movie but Mm -hmm. he's one of the first scream queens that is a man and he was actually i don't know he was actually openly gay at the time but it's there's actually a whole documentary where they talk about how everyone making this movie almost didn't really pay attention to the fact that they were making a gay movie but there's so much different references like there's a game in the closet called probe and so many different things that are literally just blatantly gay that they just ignored at the time but it's Mm -hmm. pretty fun to go back and look at and for what it's worth the movie is nothing like the other Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street movies whatsoever it breaks all of the rules friday's in the real world and it's almost like a body possession movie more than it is an actual friday movie so it's kind of a unique horror movie that kind of stands on its own in some ways and i've grown to love it over the years
0: mm-hmm. yeah i've only seen it uh, once the one time and i i don't have very many feelings about it. i think it was like a general 3 out of 5 like Uh, take out all of those uh, underlying aspects of the movie and if you just look at it at surface value it is a subpar Freddy movie to me because I just went through the whole series for the first time and yeah but uh, I I do really appreciate uh, what it did for the LGBTQ community and how close they hold it in their heart I think the movie I'm going to watch for Pride Month is because I was watching a uh, YouTube list of uh, the best Disney straight to DVD sequels. And the favorite was also my favorite, which is Lion King One and a Half. A uh, really great movie. Uh, happy Pride Month, everybody. And also, uh, it was Juneteenth, uh, I think yesterday, which the, the blackening, I wondered why it would compete with Pixar and DC because it wanted to be out on Juneteenth. And I think that's really awesome. And, uh, there's a lot of good representation going on with a lot of these movies these days.
1: Hell yeah, man. There's a lot of good stuff going on right now in Hollywood for once. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so I wanted to talk
0: to you about the Toy Story movies because because I watched Elemental, I went back and watched every single one of them and even Lightyear. And I got to say, man, uh, Lightyear is pretty good. What do you think about that?
1: I really enjoy Lightyear too. I actually got to see it in the Michigan Theater Back in the winter with my niece and yeah i thought it was a lot of fun to see it on that screen too and i wish it would have had a bigger box office because it deserved it mm-hmm. it was like a it was still toy story but it like it was like a cinematic movie in a toy story universe like it was pretty it was cool a different genre kinda, yeah but it still had that same heart in a way it was pretty cool
0: mm-hmm. so after a year because it came out almost exactly a year ago uh have we rewatched it you know has it gotten better or worse in our minds are we are we
1: even thinking about it still I haven't rewatched it since then, but I mean, from my memory, I still really enjoy it. I think my my ranking right now, after not seeing all of them that recently, probably within a few years, I've actually watched. Oh, it's watched worse all. than all
0: the Toy Story movies. That's for sure.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I would definitely rank it the lowest, but right now, it, like, it's not even that far below like four in my opinion. Because right like it's now,
0: still a five out of five for me. Yeah, they all are. I mean, I hold this franchise so closely to my heart. Uh, but two is my me,
1: favorite. And then it's one and then three and then four and then light here.
0: Two used to be my favorite, but in this like a recent rewatch, I've decided I'm going to go in exact order. I think the first one, I mean, if you ask me what movie magic is, one of the moments that I will always name is uh, Buzz, you're flying. Oh, I'm not flying. I'm falling with style. And what he puts his arms out, that's movie magic right there. The first movie is also the first one I do it. It's the best one. And then the second one was my favorite growing up. It came out in the greatest year for movies of all time, The Year of Our Lord, 1999. And it's fantastic. In some ways, it's a Star Wars spoof. It really expands on this little world of toys. And I really love that. Uh, Three uh, is a carbon copy of the second one. Sure, in some ways. But you also have this like uh, heist, not heist, uh, prison breakout movie element. But I also think that some of the sad things, when was the last time you watched Toy Story 3? Probably about a year ago dude that's a mean movie like that was so mean for you to just take my favorite childhood toys like throw them in my face and be like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna burn them they're all gonna die like you watch them yeah. embrace death as they hold hands and close their eyes for oblivion to come upon them
1: yeah and what year was that that came out
0: 2010 july
1: june Yeah, so i was 14 yeah, that definitely like messed with me bad because like I grew up with Toy Story. I was like the prime audience, like born in 96. Toy Story 2, I think, was one of the first movies I saw in theaters in 99. Mm-hmm. So like to go and from that to then seeing them almost get murdered as a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like one of the most insane things. Like I've seen so many horror movies and stuff, but that probably destroyed me the most out of any scene in any theater.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like it was really distasteful to me to a certain extent. Uh, but like, all
1: closing their eyes and i was just like no fucking way
0: <laughs> it's it's really beautiful though like that is really effective stuff i yeah. just think it's a low cheap blow but it still is my third favorite of the franchise just because like it is the ending of this story andy's story and then my fourth favorite would be toy story 4 i re-watched it and i know we have a little tiktok uh where we talked about it and you are not too crazy about it and i can confirm after seeing it for like what should probably have been my fourth time i love it it's absolutely fantastic it's beautiful it's woody's ending there's so many fun new things that we explore and i can't wait for the fifth one to come out i i heard recently it's going to be woody and buzz in it as well so we are still uh you know animating that
1: horse i'm gonna throw him an in incinerator myself <laughs> we have to yeah. end it <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I really and I said this in the TikTok too. I was like, oh, just do a new story with new toys. Like, let's have some fun. But no, these characters sell and they're the actors are still alive, so I guess we're gonna do it. Uh, but hey, it's probably gonna be great.
1: Yeah, like like I said, like and like you said actually, they're all five out of five movies. I give Toy Story 4 shit. I still enjoy it, and if my niece wants to watch it, I'll turn it on for her and I'll still probably laugh a lot. Keanu Reeves is great in it. He may not be Mm -hmm. as great as Michael Keaton in the third movie, but I digress.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Michael Keaton as Ken is one of my favorite voice acting performances in the franchise. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, these are all my friends. You know, all these toys, I love them so much. So why not? Let's have some fun. I agree. Mm -hmm. Any other movies uh, that you wanted to bring up before uh, we end our little episode here?
1: I rewatched you know,
0: Avatar the Way of Water. I, I That's still great.
1: Game Night? I haven't watched that movie since the theater, actually. I actually saw it when I was in Florida visiting Full Sail before I even moved there.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: watched it for the first time since then, last week. And holy shit, that movie is hilarious, but also, like, cinematically just amazing. Like, mm-hmm. the way they film certain things. Like, one of my favorite shots in any comedy now is, like, when they're trying to hide in the... Back of the bar, when they're trying to get Kyle Chan, they're undone from his locks and everything. And the camera's turning with the lock as they're trying to unlock the door. I was like, Holy shit, this is not something I expected in a Jason Bateman comedy where they're just trying mm. to play a game and shit. Like, but I had so much fun with that one. It's as thrilling as it is hilarious in some scenes. And Jesse Clemens is by far one of Notice. the best characters in any comedy in this form.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah how could that be profitable for Frito-Lay is instantly iconic (laughs) I love how how they frame the whole movie as if like the exterior like the establishing shots are like of a game board
1: yeah and like like you were saying with the Frito-Lay joke I watched it all the way through the credits and everything and how they show at the ending of that guy's basement and him like connecting all the dots for game night and everything and there's literally like an email that he like sent to Frito-Lay and they're like we did not sell three for one chips (laughs) <laughs> it was like, this doesn't have to be there, but it's such a great callback.
0: That's one of my favorite jokes. Yeah, it's a really fun movie. And like Rachel McAdams is not one that I hold in super high regard. I mean, she's great and mean girls, uh, for sure in the notebook as well. She but has still, as of late, I mean, I don't know. I liked About Time, but that's still that's like what 2013?
1: I haven't seen About Time, but yeah, I think so.
0: Oh, really sweet movie, time travel movie. Margot Robbie's in it, uh, but it's like really cute. Dom Hall Gleason is the guy and he's i'm a huge rachel mcadams
1: guy so you don't have to sell me on it
0: oh uh, yeah it's <laughs> it's it's really cute a lot of people my actually my uh neighbor that's his favorite movie of all time but no i um i think um i really like game night it's one of my favorite studio comedies in the last decade
1: yeah if you haven't seen it definitely check it out it's so good
0: mm-hmm. um, and it's actually the
1: same guys with dungeons and dragons
0: which people love Dungeons and Dragons. I, I can't believe I gave that a three out of five. I think it's probably more like a four, but I don't want to rewatch it again.
1: Oh, I do. I really do.
0: Like I can't even convince Lauren to watch it for the first time.
1: Oh, she should though. It's so good. Michelle Rodriguez is hilarious. I mean, I think is, everybody knows But she's great. better in Fast
0: X, baby. Everyone go That's watch true. Fast X.
1: <laughs> she kicks ass in Fast X, specifically Charlize Theron ass.
0: She does, and that's one of my favorite parts about the movie. Uh, I'm going to rattle some off that I've watched recently. Uh, when Harry Met Sally, one of the greatest romance uh, comedy movies of all time. Eighth grade, we love Bo Burnham. The host, uh, this is a one I give a four out of five to from uh, the director of Parasite. Uh, we have Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. I really like, I like this, but what do you like more? When Harry Met Sally or Eighth Grade?
1: I haven't seen When Harry Met Sally actually yet, but I have seen Eighth Grade. I do like that. I've seen clips of Harry met Sally so many times, like the diner scene and shit, but haven't watched the whole movie.
0: Dude. It's so good. Oh my God. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you so much. Please watch when Harry met Sally. It's on, uh, it's on your
1: voodoo, right?
0: I, I think so. I probably, cause it's the one I've, I'm going to rewatch a million times in my life. Uh, I it. did. Uh, the host was on your voodoo. So was four brothers. Uh, that's a movie. I gave a three out of five to. Um, hey it was i, I it's it. a positive reading it's it you know, i love my mom too man you know hey
1: i i grew up in michigan it's just a detroit movie It just it's just so good for me it's a very <laughs> it's, so it's very much it just me. plays to me like when they're playing street hockey in the right wings jerseys i just love it so much
0: no i used to date a girl who that was her favorite movie i i know several other people who had been recommending me that movie uh so you're not the only one uh, but I think it was uh, seeing Tyrese and not seeing Vin Diesel uh, was really hard <laughs> for me. Uh, like I got to see Vin Diesel in The Pacifier, one of my favorite movies of all time. Pacifier, eighth grade pick.
1: Uh, probably The Pacifier, honestly. Eighth grade's a lot more emotional. Pacifier is more fun. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I did that. Oh, and uh, uh, the last one I want to bring up is uh, I watched a movie on your voodoo. Uh, that I hated. I've given, I think, five one-star movies all year. And I've watched, like, hundreds of movies this year. Like, whether there was rewatches or first-time watches, I couldn't stand just
1: Friends. That makes me so sad. But I can understand why. Because, like, honestly, Ryan Reynolds' character, hate him. He's one of the worst. Like, he's not a good guy. You don't wrote for him. But I think the movie itself is hilarious. But I also, it is very a much... 2000s comedy and a lot of the jokes and humor are very much from that time period so if you didn't grow up with it i think it was very it could even be offensive downright honestly
0: <laughs> yeah not a fan whatsoever it's I a christmas movie over... though you should have
1: waited for christmas to watch it
0: oh and i totally forgot anna Ferris is in that movie she's so annoying Dude, I love... that movie stinks man i never <laughs> want to watch that again and i like ryan reynolds
1: yeah i yeah, Like I said, I think we just have to agree or disagree on that one because I find it hilarious.
0: Waiting is better. That's the better Ryan Reynolds early 2000s comedy. I like Waiting, I too. Uh, but I feel like that was actually like about something. This was just such a generic like, it story, is, I feel like. It is like. a
1: generic rom-com that's trying to act like being fat is a <laughs> detriment to the- your life
0: that was the punchline of the yeah. whole movie I, I don't know so i i just didn't find it very funny i um, not a not a fan but movies are great they are so great we talked about so many here did you got any
1: other ones real quick we got a little bit of time I, I think i watched one called high tension that was like a horror movie from France or something recently mm, yes i've heard of this very very crazy very violent but very entertaining like lots of twists and turns that i was not expecting i think it's on shutter or something and there's another movie that I watched recently that maybe I can talk about. Good Burger. Well, yeah, I I can always talk about Good Burger. Good Burger's great. Oh, another thing that actually reminded me of the, the blackening. I rewatched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. That kind of so reminded good. me of that too. I <laughs> oh love that movie so I much. Watch that
0: right now, I love Bodies, Bodies, Bodies.
1: Yeah, if you're in the mood for a good comedy that plays with like thriller aspects a little bit, but honestly it's just downright comedy that kind of talks shit on the Gen Z millennial eras definitely check mm. it out
0: i loved it almost made my top 10 last year uh, very good. I, i'm adam you can watch hard reviews uh link will
1: be below yep steve at the film fan review is gonna have one of my niece for elemental very soon
0: uh go watch movies uh watch us talk about movies and next time you will see us here talking about some mission impossible and some indiana jones action fun movies
1: go out there and get some ass fellas